Welcome in, everybody. This is the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. I am the host, or one of the hosts, uh, Kyle Krajewski, joined by my good friends, Mike Del Corso, Zach Cole, and Dante Botts. Gentlemen, what is up? Nothing much, man. Same stuff. Same stuff, different day. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. Week two's in the books, uh, and I think we're all learning that both running backs and tight ends are kind of trash this year. So wide receivers mm-hmm. all the way. Uh, so <laughs> as we look ahead into week three, um, we've got nothing crazy planned this week, but just kind of going to talk about our boom bust picks for the week. Uh, guys that we think gonna are going to outscore either what they have been doing or what they're expected to be doing. Guys that we are kind of saying, this guy's going to have a good week. Uh, and then our bus, basically guys who feel free to bench, uh, some of these guys you may not be able to bench where you're just like, I definitely cannot bench this guy, but don't expect the world out of him. Uh, cause we aren't, uh, we're looking at these, our bus players kind of as guys that we're not seeing a huge ceiling for them this week. So mm-hmm. I'm going to kick it over to Mike and he's going to give us our, uh, his first boom of the, of the night. Yeah. So my boom for week three is going to be Drake London himself. Um, coming off of two great weeks, to be honest, for a rookie receiver, um, this this was a big thing as well. Kyle Pitts has not been targeted as of late. He's kind of struggling with that connection. And in week two against the Rams last week, I actually faded London a little bit, thinking that he would be more of the focus and Pitts would find his way open, and that's just not the case. So um, I really like London. His numbers the first two weeks, unbelievable. The targets, the route run where the, the amount of routes run um, is very high. So I'm high on him against a bad Seattle team this week. I think this could be his best week yet. And last week he dropped 24. So I'm all in on London. He, he was my rookie wide receiver one going into the season for a reason. And um, I think he's showing out. He's already proven that he's that guy in Atlanta. I do want to point out that Drake London last week was, uh, was Mike's bust pick. Uh, <laughs> kind of showed out with the 24.6. So Mike's turning it around and saying, nah, he's going to, he's going to blow up this week. So Pro Drake one <laughs> trying to correct that wrong. All right. I'm up next. My boom pick of the week is Mr. I mean, this is a big, if he's healthy, uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, kind of entering the week a little bit questionable, but I think they're going to find their way against Green Bay this week, and Lenny's going to have himself a day. Uh, I'll put a number to it. I'm expecting a good two-touchdown game out of him, but that's just me, Uh, and who knows? That'll probably still be like wide receiver or running back 12 just because of how things work. But either way, I'm expecting a good week out of Fournette. I think Green Bay and Tampa Bay is going to be – I think it's going to be a bad game to be quite honest with you. I think both teams are just kind of struggling offensively, uh, except for Mr. Lenny and I guess the other two, uh, both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones on the Green Bay side. I think it's going to be a big running back game. And honestly, play Leonard Fournette, feel comfortable about it. I think it's going to be his best week this season, which isn't saying much. Probably a good 
16 to 25 point game. Uh, but yeah, give me some, give me some Lenny this week. Beautiful. I think, I think seeing that he uh, just came out in the news and said that the touchdowns are going to come is an encouraging sign oh, yeah. too. Um, I, I love the prediction, Kyle. I think that he's going to find the end zone. And I think that Green Bay is kind of trying to go with that as their identity this year, where they'd rather you keep it on the ground against them um, and, and stay in, in you know, pos- positive game script situations where you're running the ball, they're running the ball, and it's just kind of a clock situation. So uh, I love this pick. New Orleans is kind of a bad matchup anyways. They have a great run defense. So anytime they do. any of your running back goes against New Orleans, just expect them not to – uh, boom, I guess. they they If, if they're a top-tier running back, expect them to get their numbers, but they're not, no one's really going to boom against New Orleans. Expect a big bounce, bounce back from Fournette, especially since all the wide receivers in Tampa are mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Or suspended. <laughs> or suspended. <laughs> all right, Zach, kicking it to you. All right, I'm going to go with kind of a gross pick. I, I don't like myself for making this pick, but it's going to be Miles Sanders, the running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I, I, you never feel good when Miles Sanders is your boom pick, but I think he's established that he provides a really, really safe floor in this offense. You can see there from uh, his stats, you, he's he's going to come in somewhere around at, at least 10 points on the week. He, he had a good week in week one against Detroit where he bounced about 18 points and you can see he had, he had more rushing yards and a higher yard per carry um, because of a couple long runs, I believe. Um, but you can see again on the side there, it's encouraging. He's getting touches, which is the key for miles Sanders in this Nick Sirianni offense, where there's a kind of like a three headed answer. It seems like he is starting to really kind of find some faith in miles Sanders and, and like using him and not to mention you can see on the screen there that the Eagles have a, a juicy matchup matchup with the Washington Commanders, uh, who have really not been great against running backs specifically. I'm not going to say against the run because they've held running backs in check uh, on the ground, but we know that Miles Sanders can be a pass catching back as well. And uh, we've seen Jamal Williams get in the end zone twice. We saw um, Antonio Gibson with a receiving touchdown. I th- think uh, we saw um, uh, I'm losing off the top of my head. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Antonio Gibson plays on the Commanders. I'm getting my my teams all mixed up here. I'm sorry. Oh, we saw James Robinson get in uh, for the Jaguars. It's it's just, um, you know, there, I I think that there's going to be a big opportunity for Miles Sanders. So uh, I don't feel great about it, but he's my my boom of the week. I think he's going to have a nice solid week. He already scored once this year. So if you are if you owned him, uh, if you drafted him, he's already produced some more. <laughs> yeah, he's already produced more than you expected. I guess right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, my uh, pick, you already know, Waddle, 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 Waddle. We're going with Jalen Waddle. I had him uh, last week with the two of stacks, so I was waddling around my room watching that game. Uh, 11 receptions, uh, 171 yards, two TDs. I mean, that's magnificent if you can get that every week. Perfect. Uh, 19 targets, team high. That's awesome. Um, going against the Bills this week, so – Starting with trepidation, of course, he's projected to have uh, 14 points. That's why I have him in the boom category. I think with uh, Tyreek Hill kind of uh, distracting all of the Bills' defense, especially with what he's done with them uh, when he was on the Chiefs, uh, the Bills are kind of getting PTSD going against Tyreek Hill, or at least I would if I were them. So uh, I think Waddle is a poised to have a lot of opportunities. I'm not going to say 19 targets, you know, Lord willing that happens again, but 
if he can get even half of that, um, you know, I feel like that's that's boys well to uh, outproduce what he's projected this week. So, yep, Jalen Waddle for me in the boom category. You expecting another forty point forty point game from him? I'm hoping. I'm hoping <laughs> that's someone that has him. You know, uh, and too, uh, like you know, if we can get again, if we can get four hundred yards, six touchdowns, maybe maybe you know one to no picks. You know, lower that pick ratio down a little bit, interceptions. But, you know, if we can get a solid 400 yards, maybe 200 yards from Waddle, and then 50 for Tyreek Hill, I think I'm going against him this week. So maybe 50 yards for him. Uh, I think we'll be pretty good. I think we'll be sitting pretty. I think uh, I think the 20 range is probably a safe projection for him this week. I think, I think like Dante, he's going to get fed. Um, so I, I really like him as a boom this week. And I think that people are expecting the Bills to just run over the Dolphins. And I think this is going to be a, a shootout. I think we're going to see a really high-scoring game. Um, and just a quick stat check here. Uh, Waddle's 19 targets was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Tied for seventh most all-time in a game. Um, so that like that that's nuts. Um, that's that's not not something that we that we see every single day with 19 targets. And I think that that's as crazy as it sounds is sustainable. Like I, I think we're going to see him getting in the teens targets week in and week out. Especially if the game script allows it, you know, the yeah. right. Ra- I mean, the Ravens were up so much and they, it looked like they were running away with it and it could be the similar situation with the bills this week. Right. Zach, why you have that list up quick is Brandon Marshall ahead of him on that list. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall is a freak dude. I mean, he, he had 20, he had 28 targets in a game in 2009 <laughs> against the Colts, 28 targets, 21 catches, 200 yards and two touchdowns. Like I, that's I believe that's, that's why I asked was that specific game. I just remember as a kid waking up and I remember it was early Sunday. I kind of slept past the games and I just remember my dad telling me about Brandon Marshall. Um, <laughs> and I, I had a feeling he would have been on that list there. That's interesting. Let me let me ask you guys this question. Quick trivia question for you guys. There is a running back on the list, and he is current. He is a current NFL running back, uh, and he CNC. had. Let me see. He had <laughs> twenty targets in a game. It's not Christian McCaffrey. How what? many targets did he have? Twenty. Twenty targets. Fifteen catches. I'm gonna go Kamara. I'm gonna go. It is Eckler. Alvin Kamara. It's Ooh. Alvin Kamara. He had in. Let me see yeah. what year this was. It was 2018. Um, it was September 23rd, so that's probably a week one or week two game. He had uh, 20 catch, uh, 20 targets, 15 catches, 124 receiving, and 66 rushing. So, I mean, wow. crazy Jeez. game. Crazy, crazy game. That puts him at, what, 17, 32 points just off of his receiving and rushing work alone, and I don't even know if he scored. So, Wow. That's Dude's crazy. a freak when he's healthy. And All not right. beating people up. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kicking us down to some to our bust players. Mike, kick us off. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Tom Brady for my bust this week. I wanna before I start talking about him here, I wanna say I think this will be Tom's best week as of late. I think it's impossible for Tom at this point to go any lower than twelve and eleven. So um I believe that this is going to be his best week yet, but I still think he flirts right around that 20 range, and I'm not going to play him. There's better options out there. Um, I think Jared Goff is one of those better options this week. Kirk Cousins, one of those better options, and I think there's a few more as well um, that you could always check our rankings online for. 
Um, but yeah, Brady's not going to be my guy this week. No receivers healthy. Um, probably is arguably best receiver on the <laughs> roster is Russell Gage, who also didn't have a full week of practice. So it's really sketchy going into this Green Bay game. Um, Green Bay did play the Bears and the Vikings to start the year, so not much to like gauge off of to see how good Green Bay is. But in this case, uh, not a healthy Bucks team. I think what Kyle alluded to earlier is that they're going to stick to the ground. I think it's a big Lenny day, um, big A.J. Dillon day as well coming in. Um, but I am fading Tom Brady. I think he flirts right around that 20 range, and I don't think he hits his projection of, I believe that says 23. It almost feels like we're getting into the era where Tom Brady isn't necessarily a stat guy anymore. He's a, a winner. You know what I'm saying? Like he's doing what it takes to win the games, not necessarily like dazzle with the stats. I kind of, I kind of feel like 2014 ish Peyton Manning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it seems to be the case here. Um, his offensive line isn't healthy, anyways. Um, so sure. it really looks like he's just doing what he can to win the games. Um, against Dallas, he really didn't have to do anything. We kind of just fell apart after Dak got hurt. Um, and then same thing last week against the Saints. He was trying to get something going, but lost Mike Evans, um, no Chris Godwin. That team was kind of not healthy that game either, um, plus his curse against the Saints. So, yeah, this is a big fade for me in week three. Yeah, I think we're going to see a Brady stat line that kind of puts him around – 15 ish fantasy points mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's not exciting uh definitely i mean i would honestly feel more comfortable starting carson once this week against detroit or no they play uh philly i yes, feel Phil. more comfortable playing him this week uh just because brady is not going to blow up this week um but i'm with you mike i'm not excited for brady so, speaking of Carson Wentz, my bust player of the week is good old wide receiver one, technically, uh, in Washington, Terry McLaurin. I think he'll be okay. I think he's had his 13 and 12 point games these past two weeks, but I think this week he kind of dips below double digits, maybe comes across with like eight or nine points. Uh, and I think that's just because Philly, I mean, we saw what they did to Justin Jefferson last week. Uh, I mean, really, it's just Darius Slay playing out of his mind. He's playing some beautiful defensive football. Uh, and I think being, I guess, I wouldn't say the best player, but one of the top receivers in this offense, uh, I think he's going to get a little bit more shut down than he has the past few weeks. So, I don't know. I think Curtis Samuel, I think Jahan Dotson, they're going to, command a good chunk of the work this week uh man i i love me some dotson i love me some samuel uh i think those two are fantastic plays this week but terry i think kind of i think he's gonna struggle this week so give me a give me a poor performance from terry this week some someone's got to draw darius slay and i think you nailed it i i like your picks that Samuel and Dotson are going to be good, and I, I'm out on McLaurin as well. I like it. Is Curtis Samuel still like a – is he someone you still want to uh, go after given his uh, injury history? Absolutely. Because when he – I mean, look, I'm looking at his stats right now, 19 and 22 the past two weeks. Yeah, I know, I, but you think that's going to be sustainable, healthy, I guess. If he's healthy, I, I know. Him. 
Dante, would you take him or Jahan? I was just about to say, if you have injury concerns, go over, go to Jahan. Try to get Jahan right now. That would be my advice. Comfortable with him. Currently, give me Samuel, but I think, I think, I think Dotson's probably the safer play. But I think in fantasy, if you want to win your week, why do you want to play the safer plays? Fair enough. All right, Zach. Let's hear it. Who's gonna have a bad week? For me, it is going to be Mr. DJ Moore. Uh, I'm turning on my own team here. I remember at this point last season, the Panthers were 2-0, and and I was telling everyone that it wasn't a fluke. It turned out to be a fluke. But this season, it is not a fluke. They are a horrible football team, and Baker Mayfield has not improved the team. In fact, he has probably made the team worse because they can't manage to throw the ball to uh, a top 15 wide receiver in the whole NFL. So DJ Moore is going to be my sit for the week because they are facing a tough Saints defense with Marshawn Lattimore, who's coming off of just having shut down Mike Evans in week uh, two this past week and actually got Evans suspended uh, for being the uh, annoying gnat that he is. Um, But I can't think back to week one who the Saints played. Give me one second to find that. The Saints played the Falcons in week one. And over those two games uh, against the Buccaneers and the Falcons, the the most yardage that they've allowed has been 74 yards in a game. And I I just don't see this being the breakout game for DJ Moore. I see it as more of a game where Baker Mayfield is just going to have a complete meltdown, not be able to get the ball to anyone um, throughout the course of the game. I mean, DJ Moore has been on the field. Look there, 100% of the offensive snaps and 97% of the offensive snaps. And he's gotten six targets in both games. So, that isn't promising to me. I see a world where it does turn around later on in the season where maybe they go to Sam Darnold. But as for right now, I'm not very optimistic about DJ Moore's outlook, especially not this week. Wait a second. If I'm seeing that correctly, this man had the same exact stat line. I was just going to ask Zach Identical. if he's going to do better than six back targets, three receptions, yeah. 43 yards. He's exactly. probably going to have about six targets, three catches, maybe like 40 or so yards. <laughs> now, the I big question is, that. is he going to have the touchdown or not? <laughs> well, uh, it looks like we're going off on, so I'm going to say no, and we're going to be in for an eight-point week. Eight even. Yeah. Dude, Baker, Baker's destroying all of uh, the other players' value. Uh, in terms mm-hmm. of Christian McCaffrey, too, I mean, of course, 16 points is awesome. But, like, when you're drafting Christian McCaffrey, you're, you're, you're getting you're, – you want to get QB1 numbers out of that, man. So the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, he's not – the fact that Baker is just always looking downfield, he's not that type of quarterback to just uh, safe throw to uh, Saqu- uh, Saquon, geez, Christian. Uh, and, you know, re- unless you have Robbie Anderson who – Potentially, I fell under the trap of picking him up this past week, hoping that he'd get that deep, that deep threat opportunity. But uh, it's just not with Baker under center. You really don't have any type of confidence in anyone else that's that's on that offense. When Sam Darnold, if well, Sam Darnold were ever come back, maybe we'll see. We'll reevaluate. I think Christian McCaffrey will benefit the most if Darnold were to come back, but we'll see going forward. Well, I, I was going to gonna say, go, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. I, I, quick comment. I was just going to say, I think it's um, it, it's Baker Mayfield for sure, but I think it's partially uh, Matt Rule as well. I like really the complaints about his play calling lately, and I haven't watched too much myself, 
Um, just about the play calling and what he's got going on at that team. The morale's kind of down, and like things just don't seem right over there, um, especially play calling. And I know, Zach, you could speak to that more than any of us here um, watching all those games. But h- how do you feel about Carolina right now? I mean, be, like being a fan of them, they, they have so much young talent. They should be one of the more exciting teams in the NFL. I mean, on, on the defensive side of the, the ball, they have C.J. Henderson, they have – J.C. Horn, they have Dante Jackson, they have Jeremy Chin. Like, they have an incredible secondary. They have Shaq Thompson, who's a pretty good linebacker. And, and I mean, D.J. Moore's not old. Uh, they picked up LaVisca Chenault. He's not old. I mean, Robbie Anderson's, I guess, probably the veteran of the receiver room. But, like, they should be a much more young and exciting football team than they are. And, like you said, Mike, they just don't really have an, an identity or any swagger about them right now. And I think that that does partially fall on Matt Rule a little bit. All right, uh, moving forward to the next bust. I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. Shout out to all my uh, people that took him in the third round. Sorry to say, but so far. And to hold on, what the stats? Oh, he oh, it was so close. The targets are different. Damn it. No way. Look at Pitts' yeah. stat line, too. <laughs> yeah, Look at yeah, that. Same exact thing. Two weeks Two in receptions, a row. 19 yards, back to back. Wow. <laughs> disgusting disgusting especially when you had drake london last year like as mike alluded to uh 12 targets marcus Mariota only, only threw the ball 25 times so to get the to get almost half of the target share and only to have kyle pitts have he did have seven targets but the fact that they can't really utilize them any more than they already have is kind of alarming now i will say uh the 29 routes he ran is a team high, uh, and he's on the field 93% of the time. So I will say in terms of longevity, he is a buy-low candidate uh, for me, just in case something were to happen to Mariota. They have Andy Dalton as a backup, way more of a passer. Potential there, We who knows. But I think uh, going forward, you have to uh, kind of not feel optimistic about starting Kyle Pitts. Um, especially the, with the way that offense is ran. Um, Drake London obviously is a boom, but uh, Kyle Pitts, it's it's so sad to see because he's a third rounder and there's so many other players that I'm sure if we were to redraft, you would uh, you would take over him. Yeah, it's always, it's always a tough one with a guy that goes that early. Um, I definitely like what you said, Dante, with the buy low. But I want to put out a quick uh, FYI to everybody that's buying low on Kyle Pitts. Please actually buy low. Do not trade for him like he's still in that top five category. You're just going to help the team out that you're trading. Do not do that. Actually buy low on this guy. And if not, just let the fantasy manager sit with him. You're talking about a game script against the Rams where that game was so close and they still only gave him three targets. They were like down by like 20 came all the way back and three targets, man. So your best athlete on the field, that's crazy mm-hmm. to me. Arthur Smith, I don't know what's going on over there. Kind of like same eeriness I have with Matt Rule. I agree with you, Dante. Definitely. Uh, it's just the fact that he's just – he's utilized so much and it's empty. Like 93%, you want that from your tight end, let alone – like you want that from your wide receiver one, let alone a tight end. And then the 29 routes ran. I mean, it's a team high. So there there are signs of him bouncing back uh, potentially. But 
Uh, yeah, it's and I, I agree with you, Mike. Like you, you don't want to trade like a T. Higgins or like even like a CD Lamb. I would feel uncomfortable kind of throwing out there for for cop pits at this point. And CD's not even performing uh, to to his standards. It's tricky. So I think we're at the point. I think week two is the kind of point of the season where you throw draft capital out of the window. You throw out that you took Kyle Pitts in the third round. You completely ignore where players were drafted because, I mean, James Robinson is playing football uh, really well and is the RB1 and he was drafted in uh, round 12. And Mm. I think you could trade him. I think he's a top 15, 18 running back. Uh, but you, you're going to have guys look at him and say, no, he was drafted late. Like, I don't want him. He's not good. But meanwhile, I think he's got that quality. And I think people are going to fall into kind of fall into this trap with Kyle Pitts. And if they have him on their rosters, they're going to be like, I can't trade him because nobody's going to give him. I'm not going to get good value for him. But if somebody, if I have Kyle Pitts on my team and somebody offers me CD lamb, I'm taking that right away. I don't think I can get any i think that's the best value you're gonna get so it's like if you have pits take advantage of people trying to buy low but aren't truly buying low like if you're getting a okay player for kyle pitts take it i think the tight end position in general is just bad this season so i think you can go to the wire and get another player that's going to put up five points any given week get yourself an irv smith or uh, robert tunyon uh, get a guy who is going to get targets on a team that's going to be throwing, and you'll find your easy pits replacement. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, don't don't trade for pits if you're not going to give scraps for him. I agree, and I snuck in Tyler Conklin. That was way more pick of mine too. Beautiful. Well, do you guys have any other random players? I had, I do. I want to highlight. I we can go through um, just some other players, fringe players we didn't pick. Uh, I was going to say Olave as a boom pick. I think he's going to have. I mean, I think Carolina's bad this year, so I think Olave. We saw thirteen targets. I think he had like three hundred and sixty air yards last week. They just weren't caught, or Jameis just kind of flew it a little bit too over him. Uh, Alave is, he's the guy, uh, he may not be the wide receiver one in new Orleans, but he's going to get a lot of attention and a lot of targets. So if it could be forward. like a Mike Williams, if he can get like that Mike Williams production, cause he's a deep threat guy. Oh, and yeah. Obviously James is, if they haven't established that connection yet, but if they do, like it could be one of those, you know, late rounder situations where you, you, you don't know when to start him because it's a deep threat situation and that's luck involved, but he could have that Mike Williams kind of uh, projection. I think he's earned flex play uh, kind of moving forward. Kyle, I have another guy that I'll throw in the ring. Um, in a similar situation, Brandon Ayuk. Um, I wasn't necessarily comfortable with making him my boom of the week because I'm not sure if we are going to see a boom from him. But I think that we're definitely going to see some more usage of him because of Jimmy Garoppolo's entrance back into the offense. I, I don't think Trey Lance necessarily had an identity as a quarterback yet. So that's why we were seeing, you know, in that first game, 99% snaps with only three targets. Um, and, and in that second game, you can see it jumped up to eight targets. So I think that we're going to see a steady increase there. 
I think he's going to have a tough week against a, a good Denver defense, but I like him moving forward a lot, especially as a flex. I feel like that week one game between San Francisco and Chicago also deserves an asterisk uh, just because it was played. With the it was just played in water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I, oh man, all aboard the Ayuk train. I was prior to the season. And now that we've got Gucci Garop throwing the ball again, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm amped. I love me some Ayuk. All right, fellas. If I've got no more names to toss up on here, I think we're just about ready to wrap up. But let me toss it to good old Big Mike with a, his lock of the week. Lock of the week. Listen up. I got a big one. All right. We are going with the underdogs in week three. Underdog. Uh, we're going with the Dallas Cowboys over the New York Giants Monday night uh, on the road in MetLife. Um, you, you know you know how I feel about this Dallas team. Diehard Cowboys fan. I'm very realistic about them. Nothing special there offensively. But Danny Dimes is a fumbling machine, and I don't know who's stopping Micah. So I'm excited for this game. I think Barkley um, is going to get shut down a little bit. He won't see much action, and I'm riding with the boys' money line as the underdogs. Beautiful. Mike went, Mike went two <laughs> weeks back-to-back taking Thursday night football picks, and this week he's hitting us with the Mondays, letting the viewers kind of digest Digest these bets, (laughs) figure out how much money they actually want to put in, wait for that Friday paycheck to hit, (laughs) and put it all onto Mike's lock because (laughs) he's winning you money. Listen, this this will be the game that the Giants start questioning Danny Dimes. Wait for it. When they see that Cooper Rush can go out there. Vanilla Vic, no way. No way. Vanilla Vic is here to stay, baby. Vanilla Vic. (laughs) This is is coming from the guy that – and Eli's like second to last year said he was a top five quarterback. So listen, man, like there's bias involved. I, I never said there wasn't. I got to rock with my team, man. <laughs> nah, come on. The, the Eli Manning top five, that's at least reasonable. Thinking that Russell Wilson is good at football, that's outrageous. <laughs> oh my God, bro. Now I will, I, I can't, I can't. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to uh, it, defend him. It's Carson, <laughs> it's Carson Wentz's year. Best trade of this best trade of the offseason. And it's Carson's by a like, long shot. I don't even you must keep like it. I will oh, say I, though before we go, uh Zeke, I think against the Giants has scored in like last seven and the last seven of their eight games played. So if you have Zeke, you have know. potential of uh feel confident riding high this week. Yeah. Nice. And before we wrap up, I've always got to mention it. Dante loves to hear it, but hop on to Underdog, give it a shot, uh, put some props together. You can do, choose some over unders on some player props, uh, kind of combine them, uh, win some money. Uh, and if you use our code for seed, you get a hundred dollar deposit match or a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Put in a hundred bucks, you get a hundred dollars more, you get free money to play with. Uh, again, first seed, use code first seed on underdog, win some money, put together some player props, win some money. And I think on our Instagram at first seed fantasy, I've been posting some of our favorite, uh, some of our favorite props there. So keep an eye out on that. 
follow us on socials. You can find those in the links and descriptions. Uh, be sure to subscribe, like, do all the heart stuff. Um, and let's win week three, guys. Let's do it. Sure. Maybe let's go. 2-0, gang. Let's see it. All right, guys. Good luck, and uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Till next time. Till next time.